Good morning, you're tuned to Ross FM 94.6. I'm your host, Kira Lawless, and you've been listening to Good Morning Ross Common on Live on Ross FM. And on the line, I'm delighted to be joined by Sabrina. Good morning, how are you? Good morning, Kira. I'm good. I'm still recovering. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, it was lovely to see you at Lovestock. Yeah, I know. It was great to hear you as well as see you now. You were just amazing. I'm, I'm not sure how tuned into your songs your listeners are, but you were just incredible. You lifted the show. <laughs> it's really worth saying that now while, while we're on here, you know. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I have to say, what an amazing amount of interesting people that attended and the stall owners and, of course, all of yourselves. And I know I'm excited to talk yeah. about, I suppose, well, I suppose sum up Lovestock for you and yeah I know, I know it was incredibly heartfelt as well because I suppose the premises of this festival was mental health and well-being yeah yes yes and I suppose the land we, we went into was a man who really struggled with mental health while he lost his business really um, livelihood through the lockdown experience mm. so it was it was a dual um, mission, you know, and I think it really worked out well. Now he could see, yeah, it was great just to see a smile back on the man's face with support, you know, as well as the public and being given them a space to come to where they can just talk about mental health and connect with it and, and heal just to start the healing process, you know. I think we're all still caught up in many, many distractions out there, but just to be able to bring it back to ourselves and start there, I think, does have a, a whirlpool a world effect on everybody around us, you know, so it takes it probably takes one person to take that step and it does impact everybody else. So we're just hoping it, it ripples out like that and, and we can start to get back to ourselves, you know, after a crazy few years. So that's the that's the aim. I think <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I think it definitely affected everybody in so many ways. And really and truly, I know you were talking as well in your practice that really the effects of it you're all seeing now. Um, but I yeah. suppose when it comes to mental health and well-being, yeah. what where is it really at? Like, is it is there tools or how is the best? I suppose <laughs> I know there's no cookie size cutter for all. Um, but what what do you recommend, Sabrina? I suppose tell us a little bit about your own profession as well. And I know you've had an incredible amount of years of study. Yeah, well, I started. I was really interested in psychology. I just had a natural in- interest in it really curious about how people worked and I just love people you know and I would have worked in a practice a GP practice so I got access to a wide range of people you know really troubled people really unwell people really just just an array of, of society I suppose so in there I, I kind of recognised one size doesn't fit all you know we're all very unique in our own ways and like that tools it, it's real I mean, there's many tools out there, but again, it's dependent on how that person copes or, or how they bring themselves forward. But I do find the biggest uh, hurdle I've found in psychotherapy in the practice is language. People just don't have language to break down their emotions. And we are emotionally driven. Unconsciously, we're emotionally driven, you know. Um, so having language or tools, you know, it depends on how advanced they are with their own insights, really. So, you, you know, you could start, you know, you'd have someone who's just completely cut off, um, living in their heads. They don't have any awareness around their bodies. They're probably quite sick because of that. You know, everything gets pushed down. Um, so it's it's really dependent on where they're at as to what tools you'd offer. You know, I know we talked about meditations now. They are quite popular. They're becoming more popular. 
um, I suppose it's a, it's a way of getting access to your thoughts or seeing how you think. But until we know how to work out our emotional thoughts, you know, we're always been hijacked by them at some unconscious level, you know. And again, Ireland wasn't really uh, popular for speaking about things like mm. that. And again, language, I go back to language every time and just been able to break down. Like once we know our emotions, we can control them. We're in control. They don't control us, you know. So a lot of people will just find tools to manage emotions rather than actually be in them and allow them to process. But again, that's really dependent on, on environmental and, and the personal experience of that, you know. So it's very difficult to say tools, but there are many tools to manage things and just help. But I think the biggest thing is to try and talk. Just let someone close to you know that you're struggling. I mean, it's the, it's the hardest thing to say, uh, you know, I'm struggling, I, I need support. It's, the, it's so hard for people just to say that, you know. So if you could even start there, I think, and watch the effect around you, because it, it, you open other people up and they say, yeah, I know what that feels like, you know. And then you're in conversation, and it just relieves so much just to know you're not on your own. I think that's key to mental health, you know? Absolutely. I think exactly that vulnerability um, in taking that step. I suppose if there's people yeah. listening in on the line and they're, it's it's that initial, oh, how do I break past that? Sometimes it's that wall of just saying, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm struggling or I can't do this. Yeah. How, what, yeah. like, what is your approach or advice on that approach? and how to reach out well I find now with phones I know I, you know even if someone you know if they don't want to verbal and you're right it is terrifying to expose yourself that way people feel naked exposed you know they're facing all sorts of horrible fantasies in their head about what might happen to them if they let someone know they're not okay you know um, so even just write it just text someone you know just you know it's too hard to say could you text somebody close someone trusted you know I'm really struggling right now. I could do with a talk or I could just do with some company. And you don't have to sit and talk about this. So just someone to be there is, is really important, you know, that they're not alone in, in struggle. And that alone will just lift somebody. And just to know someone cares uh, and has the time to be there with them, you know. If they can't get to a therapist, I know therapists are really, really out the door at the minute in this country. It's really hard to get an appointment. And I can see that in, in the practice. We've never had waiting lists. It's... it's until lockdowns, you know, after lockdowns, we've never had waiting lists. So the amount of people wow. reaching out, which is refreshing in itself, you know, that people are reaching out. Um, but I know there's a, a large cohort out there who just are terrified and don't know what to do, you know. So they'll just try and manage and that despair or just isolate themselves, you know, which is really sad in that way. So this is probably the reason for Love Stuck. It's trying to just create a, a fun environment where people can come and not feel so exposed, you know. I think so. I have a few messages actually just popping in. I've one in there from Alan listening in on the line. Um, he wants to keep it, remain his surname anonymous, but he wants to know yeah. what is your advice for, um, he said, over the past few months, I've noticed a slight relationship breakdown. How do you, yeah. how do you communicate with that person? That's what he wants to know. When relationships break down, mm-hmm. that, yeah, oh, that's really difficult. Again, it's you know it's very dependent on on, on two people and the nature of the relationship. Um, again, I think just be, use simple language. You know, I'm still here. I still care. Can we talk? You know, just try and unpack it in some healthy way. We we tend to just wrap ourselves up in fear and project all sorts of horrible things out there. You know, I'm going to be rejected. Rejection. It's probably the worst thing we fear you know and I think when we can face that um, fear 
different things work out. I've noticed it with my own process. You know, it's just been able to say, look, I still care. I just don't know what to do here right now. Can we talk or can we find a way back to each other? You know, it's really, really difficult. Again, dependent on, on, on the person's limitations. But I think when we just reach out humbly, it just has a completely different um, impact on relationships. You know, I, I got it wrong or I made a mistake. Just simple language. It, it's all that's needed. You know, can we try and figure this out together? Um, I don't know what to do either. You know, again, it's going back to vulnerability and, and it's a little terrified people. But once we stand in it, it just exposes something totally different, you know. But it's having, it's taken that step, really. I think so, absolutely. And I feel like, I suppose, it's all ages, isn't it, that are struggling, I think, at the moment. Did you kind of see a rise as well? And, like, I know a lot of people now are actually sending their kids, we'll say, for therapy if they notice something. Yeah. I think that they're, they're, they are tending to catch it a lot kind of younger. Um, when do you think that, I suppose, <laughs> this will be interesting now um, to hear this, but I suppose, when do you think that that trauma starts to occur? When when do you, th- is, it, is it straight away? In respect now of our young? Yeah, yeah, when does, yeah, when does that affect I start to I think our young really are very traumatised right now. I think this whole phone, our relationship with phones has caused a massive amount of uh, anxiety in our young. They know how to communicate, they can text, they can show pictures, they can, you know, it's all very image focused. Mm-hmm. However, actually sitting, I seen it in a restaurant one day, it was, it scared me. I see two young people, it looked like they were on a first date and neither of them could look at each other. Stop. They're down to the phone, looking up. It was like, I actually wondered were they texting each other. <laughs> 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 well, I actually, <laughs> I actually have a story for you on that one, Sabrina. <laughs> we, um, my mom, I'll never forget. She used to have a lot of work experience. Um, come in and work for her in the flower shop, and uh, there was two TYs. I remember one day, uh, two girls, and uh, they were on. Mom said, "You can go off now and have your coffee break." So she met them. We have a coffee machine there, and she made them two hot chocolates, and they went into the little canteen room anyway. And I didn't hear any noise. So I just went in to check on them. And two of them were sitting opposite one another, talking to each other on the phone. Oh, no. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> like, yeah. Because I was like, because I was hearing this, she'd type and then there'd be bing, and then she'd type and there'd be bing, and there was this oh, ping pong going back yeah. and forth of notifications. <laughs> I just looked, I was like, are you talking? Yeah. And I was like, why? Ah, uh, well, we're just tired. I was like, so, you're tired? What? I, I just thought it was so, uh, oh, I don't know. But know. Um, you're right. Yeah, That's it's insane, point, yeah. isn't it? It's insane. But what's refreshing about our young is they're not so shy about reaching out. They are more open to mental health and therapies, you know, which is great. So I do think there's a resolve as well as a mm. problem there. You know, there's definitely a and eagerness to to work something out they know there's something not right about it you know but I think uh, what I heard recently now just through the whole cosmetic industry um, scared me too there's now a concept of social media dysphoria um, emerging yeah which is you know instead of wanting to go to the plastic surgeon and look like Kim Kardashian um, they want to look like their filtered selves oh god you know which is really concerning because I mean you're talking about people going out there having no expression, no way of con- making contact. I mean, our facial expressions alone is, you know, most of our communication is non-verbal. Yes. Um, you, you know, framing words around things is really powerful, but most of our connections are, are, are non-verbal. We can body language, we can read expression, you know, and a lot of that has been nearly numbed 
because of social media. And they're young. I'm not saying, I mean, I could take them to 30s and 40s too, depending on their capacity for confidence. But you can definitely see it in that younger age group, you know. Um, they just feel like they have to look a certain way to feel accepted and, and have a, a sense of belonging outside of home, you know, which is really concerning. Now, I hope it will break. There's no way it can sustain itself. Um, but you can definitely see that reflected in the anxiety disorders presenting in clinic, you know, um, how to talk or how to impress or how, how they're going to stay looking like this, uh, you know, to keep that attention coming for them, which is really sad because it's all appearance. It's not about the person, you know, their qualities and what they offer and who they are. And I think that's got a bit low with the whole social media phenomenon that's broken down. But I, I, I do hope, I do hope that breaks uh, and we get back. I think it will probably be our children's generation that might actually uh, break through and, and do something mm-hmm. healthy around that, if that makes sense, you know. But we are caught in some, some phenomenon now that's really causing havoc with mental health in our young, you know. I think and so. Have, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I think, uh, I suppose image, yeah, I do think image is definitely a massive play in social media. Mm-hmm. And I think people are kind of, and I suppose we have to constantly remind ourselves that uh, Instagram or social media apps, they're only, they're only, a, a, what is it, 1% of what goes on in somebody's life. Nobody sees yeah. what's going on behind the scenes. They don't see the struggles. That picture yeah. that they might post might be their, their, best moment we'll say for a full week that they've had yeah. or that big, yeah. their moment where they've finally been able to put on a smile or yeah, yeah or vice versa or whether that is get yeah. dressed up and go to something or and I think a lot of, a lot of times behind the scenes as well they might portray these amazing friendships and behind the scenes they're, they're not even talking to one another so I think I think yeah, yeah. to normalize um normalize vulnerability I think is a is a big one although I do see a few bloggers and a few social media people you know talking about it and starting to broach yeah. the subject so hopefully those those yeah. people with that massive following will be able to maybe encourage yeah. um, the other generations as well to realize that everyone struggles and it's not just absolutely yeah it's a, it's the human condition to struggle uh, you know we just need to make peace with that there's actually a brilliant podcast TED Talk, sorry, it's probably one of the most famous out there if anybody is interested in unpacking vulnerability in a really powerful way. Brené Brown done a a TED Talk on the power of vulnerability and she talks about the power behind it, you know. um, It's about 20 minutes long, I'd recommend anybody watch it and you could watch it over and over and still get something different from it, you know. I'm not sure you've heard of her but she's absolutely brilliant and of course met her own vulnerability in her story and talked about how difficult it was for her to enter into it but how life changing it was too at the same time you know it's a really brilliant podcast I say podcast TED talk um, if anyone's interested in just starting that journey and she has lots more video, other videos around it you know that really help um, I think maybe it's worth mentioning here in Ireland we have a huge shaming culture we are awful mm. people for shame and guilt you know she does some work around that too uh, people are interested in looking at it you know but shaming it's probably the biggest risk people take if they expose themselves that they're going to be shamed we have an awful culture here in that way you know and um, just historically from what it's come from it's not anybody's fault it's just how things emerged but it's definitely breaking I mean you can see it again in the younger generation they do tend to be a little bit more vocal about things that wouldn't typically be shamed in, in Ireland that we've come from, you know. So 
so that, she's done great work around that too if anybody's interested and just unpacking it because she, she talks a lot about secrecy and shame and secrecy you know shame requires secrecy to continue and once again we learn to just talk about it or find find the courage to just say you know I've done this and I made a mistake really just I've made a mistake um, it just breaks it it just completely flattens it inside of a person you know so it's really it's about taking those really difficult steps but realising when you're in them the empowerment that comes is just it's, it's brilliant I suppose that's where we work you know therapeutically it's just guiding people or assisting people in that way you know I think so because I think um, it's interesting what you said like normalising making mistakes I think because yeah. everything nowadays is documented on social media um, and there's this cancel culture kind of yeah cancel yeah. culture kind of going around what what do you yeah. kind of commonly see I suppose coming into your practice is there any kind of examples of that that you've noticed over the last while um, people being isolated well yes I mean we've had I mean what's happened here since uh, lockdown or the pandemic is I think the biggest thing that was struggle, struggle for people was indifferences people couldn't mm. have a different thought or an opinion and they were literally shut out now I believe it's all fear based people were just terrified you know in what we were caught in um, but indifference I think we have a huge problem with just allowing people to be different and accept them so that again ties into the risk of being isolated and shamed so they will just put on this mask and, and try and pretend and just to stay in a sense of belonging or community you know so there's all of these it's just so layers in, in complexities really but I think if we learn how to be just just love differences you know we didn't have them we wouldn't have sparks and relationships you know they're really important and um, we tend to want to have to be people who think the same feel the same and look the same you know just to kind of belong somewhere but it's, it's about differences really we have to acknowledge that people think and feel differently and that's okay and how do we have relationships in that way you know that's another big thing and again I go back to language <laughs> just think language um, to be able to acknowledge these things inside of a person you know and just say yep I, I, I understand what you're saying I don't agree with it but I, I respect what you're saying you know it's having the language to be able to just say things like that you know Absolutely. I know you touched, um, we were chatting Friday evening and there was a conference you mentioned. Um, I can't think of what the conference was, but you'd said something interesting. I don't know if you can remember back. You were telling us all about this conference that you were at. I think it was mental health based not so long ago. Oh, this was the one in Killarney. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we were looking at the whole, um, the sexual uh, gender argument that's coming up you know, in society. Um, and we had a space there. It wasn't myself that done this. It was Stella O'Malley, an absolutely amazing psychotherapist who pulled this together, really just to show the impact of what's happening to the young out there who are getting I suppose, brought through these gender programs. You know, um, it's, it's a very sensitive area right now. I would pre- appreciate that. But what was really I suppose, powerful about that was the community that was there and these young people who have gone through a process and, and I suppose regretted the process um, and what's happened to them since you know, so there was a brilliant, now when I say it wasn't brilliant to watch and it was really sad devastating uh, what's happened to some of these kids, you know, but they were there and they had such support I suppose coming out of the isolation they've been in mm. in their own minds, you know but to be able to see the community spirit around them and the acceptance and support was just incredible. And it's, it's important to let people know that that's there. You know, people, again, it's 
back to mental health people fear I mean you know we all go through it we've all everyone has gone through and part of puberty where you felt scared or alone or am I right or is this right or am I thinking right or feeling right you know everything we go through is okay it's just again having the tools to say I'm, I'm, I'm feeling very different I'm, I, I, I'm scared you know um, a lot of what went on at that conference now was just about that giving people access to services and people just to unpack this in a healthy way rather than having people suspended in some sort of medical system or you know, going down, but that was the biggest thing that came out is how medicalised that's becoming, uh, which is scary, really scary, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. There's so much to it. I can't believe yeah. though the time. <laughs> I don't know where the time I has know. gone, but it's been it's been such yeah. a pleasure to have you on, and also to let everybody else Thank know. Um, we've decided actually, myself and Siobhan, you know, once a month on uh, the Current Affairs program, Good Morning Roscommon, we're going to chat about mental health. So I suppose for everybody listening in on the line. If you've any questions or maybe there's a kind of a topic on mental health that you'd like covered, um, with, I suppose myself and um, Sabrina will do the best, yeah. very best that we can um, yeah. to have a look at that. You can email info at rossfm.ie or you can text the studio phone on 083-8599-748 and we will take a look at that. Thank you so much, Sabrina, for coming Thank on you, this morning. And thank you. Thank you for your support. It was really brilliant. Thank and you. again, call out social media as well if people want to follow Lovestock as well. So they can kind of uh, keep an eye for next yeah. year. Yes, well, just to mention, we're going to be in Port Arlington in, in Solid Garden Centre actually on the Sunday the 27th. We're doing a bit of a focus around children. There's going to be some talks and wow. storytelling and music and markets. It's going to be a very small scale of the of the festival. Um, but it's a Sunday day in Solace Garden Centre in Port Arlington so you'll find us there um, doing our thing on a very smaller scale obviously um, so we do plan and hope to keep this going you know throughout the country um, so we won't be able to do big festivals all year but we certainly try and get one in you know um, but yeah just keep an eye we will have it on our social media Love Stock Lawn which is full of love <laughs> for, for, for the non-Irish listeners um, <laughs> I love it <laughs> So, yes, you'll find us on, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and our website. We'll also keep updated, lovestock.ie. Thank you, Sabrina. Listen, have a beautiful morning. Plon O'Brien with her song, You Can't Run Out of Love. And didn't she do an amazing oh, performance? Unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable. gifted. Yeah. Just gifted. Songwriter, yeah. singer, yeah. performer. She's a, She has it all. Yeah. She has it all. But that is all the for... <laughs> She's so... Oh, my God. So much so. Thank you. <laughs>